Counting down from five, four, three, two. Doors closing. Welcome to George's place. Please use a coaster. Okay, we got the wood. We get stacked up. You know, I just gotta. How do I make a campfire? Why are you making a fire so hard? All right, we got the wood. We've got more wood. They're they're stacked on top of each other like a teepee. How? What else do I need? <clears throat> I don't know how to make a fire, man. I've been trying. Ow! Oh! Oh, I got a splinter, man. I hate camping. <sighs> yeah, I know. I know. We've been out here for forever. I mean, I and we still can't make a fire. It's bullshit. I know. Oh! Is that? Yo, Franz, Denny, what are you guys up to? Holy shit, bro, is that Vert? What's going on? What's going on, Vert? We haven't seen you in fucking weeks. Yo, welcome to George's Place Campgrounds. I'm glad you guys got the text. Text? I've been out here for like three weeks. I evacuated the city. Oh no, we've just been out here. Help me make this fire, and we can get into it, but some serious shit has been going down. Yeah, here, you know, we, we got some stuff, we got some beer, I mean, that doesn't help with the fire, but here, grab one. And then, we've also got some lighter fluid here, I'll, here, let me, let me squirt some of that shit on there. And hey, we, we got a lighter, right? Don't we, Franz? Yes. Franz, get ready. Light this shit in three, two, one. Alright, gather around, gather around. I've gotta tell you guys some scary shit that just happened to me. So I was at George's place, right? I rode the train back per usual, and dude, long story short, I think there's like a headless horseman or something haunting Southport. Uh, headless what? I seriously think there's some sinister shit going on on Southport. I heard about your haunting. And let me tell you, when you think that's bad, take a seat around the campfire. How about you listen to this? A couple of years ago, I had just finished taking the MCAT, and my sister had just passed away, so I decided I needed to get away for a little while. My parents owned a cabin up in Colorado by Mount Bachelor, the cabin had been put up for sale since my parents could no longer afford the payments, and renting it out was not covering it anymore. The cabin was set to go on the market for sale in less than a month. It was in the process of finalizing all the paperwork with the lawyers. So for that month, the cabin was not going to be rented out and it was going to be vacant. I saw this as a chance to get away for a while and clear my head, so I packed up my snowboarding gear, grabbed my dog, and headed up to the cabin. My first two days at the cabin were normal. Nothing unusual happened. 
I spent my days playing with my dog in the snow, snowboarding in the evenings, and smoking out on the balcony. I already stocked up on food, cigarettes, and liquor, so I was just chilling. I had my dog as company, and I was pretty content, and I started to feel pretty relaxed. The third day came around, and I was going through my usual routine of playing with my dog and watching Netflix. That day it was a pretty heavy snowfall, and I did not feel like trekking down the hill to the main road in my car, and I decided to stay in. That's when things started to get a little bit weird. In our area, there were only two other cabins adjacent to ours, maybe a block away from each other. All other cabins, aside from these two, were miles away from ours. Surrounding us were mostly forests with very tall pine trees. Both these cabins were empty for the past couple of days, and I knew that no one was currently staying there. Around midday, while I was outside with my dog, I noticed what looked like footprints in the snow around the area surrounding our cabin. They were huge. Too big to be a person's. Deep. Strong. The prints were everywhere. It was still snowing, so the footprints looked semi-fresh, like someone had been there in the last 20 to 30 minutes before me. I thought that maybe someone was staying in the cabin near me that I may not have noticed. I thought, whatever. The prints led away from my cabin and they disappeared in the snow towards the, the denser part of the trees. I disregarded the footprints and I went back inside. Nighttime came around and I decided to head to bed. My dog was laying in the bed with me when I noticed his ears perk up and looked to the listening position. This was followed by him quickly jumping off the bed and running downstairs to the living room. I laid in bed and stayed silent. I was kind of freaked out at this point, and I could hear him moving around downstairs, back and forth, back and forth. After around five minutes, he ran back upstairs and signaled me that he wanted to go outside. I thought to myself, I can't say no to him. So we both went downstairs to the outside driveway for him to do his thing. Only, he didn't want to pee. As soon as we were outside, he started to pull on the leash trying to drag me to where he wanted to go. He kept looking into the dense part of the trees where the prince had been earlier, but he also kept sniffing the side of the house and looking up towards the roof. After he figured out that I was not going to go where he wanted to, he sat himself down and just started staring into the darkness. It was a bit unusual for him, but I thought, all right... Maybe there are forest animals out there, and he wants to chase down. I didn't want to chance anything, so I pulled him back inside, and we both headed back upstairs. Around half an hour later, I was laying in bed. I heard what sounded like hooves walking on my roof. It was only a series of around six steps and I rationalized that it could have been a pine cone falling from a tree onto the roof, or maybe a forest animal running around. But here's the thing. The steps seemed to be spaced apart like the stride of a person. It really started freaking me out. My dog also heard the noise, and was quick to run to the balcony screen door, expecting me to let him out. So I grabbed my coat and shoes, along with my cigarettes and flashlight, and I went out onto the balcony. As soon as I was outside, I lit my cigarette and I started canvassing the roof with my light. Nothing there, and the snow on top was undisturbed. 
I thought, that's weird. It must have all been in my head. What about my dog hearing that noise, though? Maybe he was just f feeding off my paranoia. I started to calm down and relax. My eyes started to adjust to the darkness, and I kept smoking and just staring at the stars and the trees next to our cabin. That's when I saw it. And a tree a little taller than our cabin, and around 20 feet from the balcony, I saw what looked like a man crouched in a squatting position between the two branches. Whatever it was, it was squatted on one branch with its arms extended above its head onto the branch above it. I wasn't sure if I was really seeing this thing, and stood just staring there, motionless. I noticed my dog stand up and start pacing behind me, lightly barking at the same time. The thing still did not move. I put my cigarette out, and I was debating on shining the light in the thing's direction. But something in my head kept screaming not to. So I walked backwards to the inside of the room and pulled my dog in with me. Once inside, I locked the door, and I shined the light in the thing's direction, but there was nothing there. I shut the curtains to the screen door and retreated back to bed. But later on in the night, I heard a light tapping at the screen door, like someone was tapping on the glass with their fingers. It was consistent, and it did not stop for nearly an hour. My dog seemed to stare at the door, but he wouldn't go near it anymore. The weirdest part was that I had a feeling somebody was inviting me to open the door, but I was so scared at the time, I just stayed where I was. I passed out eventually, and I woke up the next morning and everything was normal. I grabbed my dog, I jumped in the car, and I drove home. I have never been back to the cabin since. In recent years, I've heard reports of sightings of something, something in the trees, and I'm worried that it knows my face. Franz, man. Wow. That was spooky, man. That really happened to you? So I told you guys about the George's Place haunting, but if I ever told you guys about the basement? So, back when I used to live in Ohio, you know what they say about Ohio, it's, um, it's home to one of the most hauntings and Indian burial grounds in any state. So I lived in a suburban community, um, classic cookie cutter houses, you know, all the streets uh, were conveniently named off of, you know, famous Indian drives. We had the Iroquois Street and Cherokee Avenue. I lived off of Winnebago Road and something terrible made me never want to go in the basement again. A few months subsequent of moving out of Ohio, I was packing some stuff up in the basement, getting ready for this big move to Chicago. So, it's maybe, I don't know, 7.30, 8 o'clock, I had yet to eat dinner, I'm a little hungry, I'm a little aggravated, I just want to finish packing. 
So I've got boxes everywhere. Mind you, I've lived in this house for a few years now. I, I know it ins and outs. I know how deep the basement is. I know how many things I have. I know what my crawl space looks like. I'm in the crawl space, moving boxes around. And you know what a, uh, a crawl space and an unfinished basement looks like. We've got cement, a little bit of uh, gravel-like rock, kind of dusting the corners. Um, you know, my plain part of the basement, it had all the utilities right towards the front. We had a, a door with a big padlock on it. And it wasn't because we needed the padlock. We didn't want anyone accidentally walking in. We don't want anyone in there. Just, it's unfinished. It's unsafe. We had this door padlocked to ensure no one stepped into the plane part without shoes on. It's unfinished. There's, there could be a nail or something down there. Anyways, I'm finishing up packing and that's when I see something and I get this I get this unusual feeling this feeling of, um, of curiosity in the far back corner something I've never seen before it's, it looks like a, it looked like a burrowing hole Mind you, my plain part of the basement is uh, ornamented with hanging lights, okay? I'm talking classic single bulb hanging light. And of course, that light is out. So, I turn on my phone flashlight. I go back there. In the corner of my plain part of the basement is a... Uh, tunnel-like structure. The way that the wall eroded around the sides, it was clear that the tunnel was dug in. And this hole is no bigger than shoulder width. And I'm not a huge guy. Like, to get through this hole, your whole body would be enveloped in the wet, cold earth. I previously mentioned that my basement is lined with concrete, but this, this hole was clawed or scratched into the concrete through the concrete. You know, I'm a, I'm a curious guy. I had to see what this foreign structure, what this creation was in my basement. As I approach the hole, let's call it the tunnel, start to feel a breeze and, and I'm in a basement like I said I'm in my basement and there's a draft this draft is frigid this draft is bone chilling 
I've got goosebumps. I'm crawling closer and closer to this hole. I'm, I'm approaching this tunnel. My eyes are wide. And... Something feels wrong. Have you ever had that experience where you think someone's watching you? But not like in a creepy way, but you can just feel their gaze. You know when you cut someone off on the road and, and they're glaring at you side by side on the highway and they're looking at you and they, you know nothing bad is going to happen, but you can feel, you can feel that contact, that eye contact. That's how I'm feeling, and I'm, I'm crawling towards this tunnel. It's not, it's not like it's conveniently placed. It's in the corner. It's freezing. It's, it has to be 15 degrees colder in this corner than anywhere else in the basement. It's musty. It's, it smells carnal. It smells rotting. It smells like mold. And I'm looking at the sides of this tunnel. It's claw marks. It's scratch marks. It's disgusting. It looks like there's little pieces of flesh in the sides of the concrete. And the first thing I think is, what could this be? So I approach the tunnel. My light is peering into the hole, and it is the deepest black, almost purple black in the tunnel. And I can see it. The walls seem to expand wider and wider as it gets deeper and deeper, where it looked like it was as small as, you know, a, a shoulder width. It, it, it expands deep into the ground. I stick my head in there. It's disgusting. Things are dripping off the top of this tunnel. Liquid of some sort. And I still feel like there's eye contact. I still feel like something is looking at me. I look behind me, nothing. I look to the right and the left, nothing. My phone flashlight is still peering into the tunnel. That's when I see it. Something is in the tunnel. I take a step back, my, my, my head, I pull it out of the tunnel and I can see something shake, I can see something molting, it's changing, it's, it's, it's approaching me, I don't know what it is, and, and, and I'm starting to get freaked out, I, I don't know what, I think it's a bug, I, I don't know, and then it turns around, human-like, but with way too many arms, it's starting to claw, it's starting to crawl, it has no legs, it just has arms coming off of all sides of its body. Is this a spider? Is this a centipede? I don't know. It's slow, it's, it's, it's painstakingly slow. It makes the sound of a chittering. I don't know what it is. But it's been looking at me the whole time. And then it blinks. Immediately, I see 
human eyes looking back at me, bright green, and knowing. It knows. It sees me. I see it. I scream. I run back. I'm, I'm shuffling back. I'm fleeing the scene. I can hear it slowly crawling. It's loud. It's dragging its body against the concrete. Slam! I get back. I slam the door closed. I lock the padlock. Fuck whatever was in the basement. I need to get out of this house now. For obvious reasons, I did not return to the basement. I did not open the door again. And I moved. That was that. You know, sometimes I see that horrifying creature in my dreams and it whispers me some terrible, frightening things. In my dreams, it's told me it knew me. It told me it's seen me. It told me it's gonna come back and drag me to the tunnel. Wow, that was that was a really scary story. Um, maybe if I were a, a baby or something like that, and I wanted to hear a scary story written by another baby. Let me tell you all one of the most terrifying tales I've ever heard. The worst part about it, it's all a true story. And it takes place right in our very neighborhood in the city. Tell me, guys. Have you ever heard of the Southport Slipper? <laughs> really, nothing. Consider yourselves lucky. Get a little bit closer as I tell you all about one of Southport's spookiest spirits. Just a few years ago, a girl lived on Southport. Her name? Sarah Toesby. One of the most beautiful souls to grace the city. She was elegance, she was grace, and she was sure on her feet. Her feet are what stick out to me most, as I fondly remember- Dude, I'll... dude, dude, come on, come on. Sorry, you're right, you're right, you're right. Dude, are we doing this foot thing again? Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, back to the story. So, um, Sarah Toesby, that was her name. She was living her best life in the city. She had friends, success, a Volkswagen Beetle. She really had it all until one day it all came falling down. You see, one evening, much like this one, come to think of it, Sarah was on her way to a date. And on her walk to get to her date, the clumsy little thing, she lost her footing and fell into a dirty puddle on the street. Her outfit? Ruined. Her night? Not looking great. Her shoes? Don't get me started. Ruined. Soaked. I, I bet her feet were starting to just, like, begin to prune- Yeah, man, we're not gonna get you started on that. What happened next? Right, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so there stands Sarah. 
dirty, drenched, and down tremendously. Nonetheless, despite her haggard appearance, she decided to go on that date. Still, all dirty from the street water, she had the bright idea to meet that man on a date. And the thing he said to her as she arrived late and soaking wet to her date? He said, You smell like street water and look dirty. Sarah didn't like that. Not one bit. She immediately ran home in embarrassment. She wanted to take a bath and clean off, get that street water off her, unwind a bit. She filled that tub up and as soon as she got in, she slipped. And just like that, she hit her head on the porcelain and passed away. Oh my god. What? 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 How awful. Tell me about it. But, you see, she's not gone. She still roams Southport as a ghost. Getting her revenge on guys just like us. You know, I had the misfortune of running into Miss Toesby one evening. It was a night. Come to think of it, it was a night much like this one. Okay, mu much like this one. I mean, come on. Let, give me the catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Mr. Tough Guy. Yeah, so it was really just a normal night for me. I got ready for bed, um, and that was really until I heard it. The faint but distinct sound of bare feet on hardwood flooring. But the sound, the sound was coming from the hallway. Curious, I peered into the dark hallway. And that's when on the floor, I saw what I will never forget, wet footprints leading towards the bathroom door. I followed the watery silhouettes down the hall until just before me stood a specter, soaking wet from bath water. With eyes wide open in terror, I looked at her, starting low and my eyes slowly gazed up. Her cold and pale feet were the first thing I saw. They looked about a size eight to me. Honestly, she had cute feet. If I wasn't so scared in the moment, honestly, I, I might have tried to maybe start something. Hold on. It, is that a car pulling up right now? That's cool, dude. I can finish it later. It's not a big deal. Yo, whose car is that? Hold, hold on. Is that Drama's car? Yeah, wait. What the fuck? That's Drama's car. Denny, Franz, where the fuck have you guys been? I go out to GP Central for three weeks, and you guys just disappear. I go back to George's place, the place is barricaded up. I had to get a drill, I had to get an axe, I had to break the frickin' door down. What is going on, alright? Saw the note, w what's up? Hold on. You went back to GP? Dude, is it haunted? No, it's not haunted. What are you talking about? Dude, it's Halloween! What do you mean? It could be haunted! Okay, are you talking about the the dirty water lady, or are you talking about the horse? Wait, there's two? See, I, I knew I wasn't crazy. You, you saw her, right, Drama? You did, and did you see her feet? What her feet look like? 
I mean, there's some, like, cute little things about size 8. Nothing special. I'm, dude, there's, they're not real. Okay? They're not real. They Just were get... unreal. Yeah, they were unreal. Okay? But it's fake, Denny. Get in the car. I've been looking for you guys. You know, the tracker only gets me so far. It's been forever. I've been trying to find you guys. Like, why did you come all the way out here? All right, real quick, check this fire we made, though. GP Campgrounds is kind of popping off. You, you want to stay here, or should we get back to the city? I mean, we can kick it, but I just drove out here to pick you guys up, because that apartment is an absolute mess. You left it like an opium den. What the hell is going on? Yeah, man, can we go home? Me and Franz have been on a lighter fluid bender for a while, and I can nay huff another puff. <laughs> All right, all right. Let's pack the car. Let's get the hell out of here. I smell like shit. Yeah, you do. Get in the car. Are you gonna unlock the back door, or am I just gonna stand here, drama? <sighs> Hold on. Got it? Thanks. Wait, I fucked it up. Do it again. <sighs> got it? Yeah, I got it this time. Thank you. Thanks, Drama. Happy Halloween from George's Place. Be safe and don't get too spooked. Thank you for listening to the George's Place podcast. We are brought to you by George's Place Media Network. This episode is released under a Creative Commons attribution, no commercial, no derivative work license, which means please share, distribute, but do not change. As always, reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at It's George's Place, and you can always find us at www.itsgeorgesplace.com. George's Place Media Network. Well, thanks for sticking around. We just like to disclaim that George's Place does not own any of the exclusive license or copyright of the sounds or music used in this production. Furthermore, if there are any questions regarding the fair use of the sounds and music, please have an attorney send us an email at itsgeorgesplace at gmail.com and we would be more than happy to speak on this topic. It's time to shut down the neon light. And please, use a coaster. <laughs>